Welcome. You are listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, and this is Rabbi Elliot Cosgrove. While it's always better to hear it live, this is a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. Enjoy our latest installment. Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach. Over the first days of Yuntif, um, my great aunt passed away. Her name was uh, Fran, and she was, on the one hand, I think a great aunt, some kind of cousin, sort of unclear, and on the other, she was a grandmother of mine. And she lived a long and happy life. And I knew her for my entirety of my life. She was at all of my big events, my wedding, my graduations. And I also sort of didn't know her at all because of the nature of our relationship. And I find myself going back and forth as I think of Fran between thinking about who she was for me and what she meant in my life, what she taught me, and also wondering what her life was like. Parts that I know nothing about or have heard through family stories or what it meant to live her life. And as I go back and forth in this memory, I think about the satyrs. Because the satyrs this year hit me in that this dichotomy exists for Pesach as well. Now, if you uh, are a member of our community, then statistically speaking, you observed a Seder because it's the most performed ritual in Judaism. And perhaps this is because it's one of the greatest moments of pedagogy, of experiential education that the world has ever known. And when we teach people through the Passover Seder, on the one hand is to remember what life was like for them back then. We eat, we talk about, you know, this is the bread of affliction and we eat the matzah and the maror and we think about what it was to be a slave in Egypt and what our ancestors must must have gone through. And at the same time, we are told to insert ourselves in the narrative as well and to say, That in every generation, Rabbi Gamliel tells us we should see ourselves as if we came out of Egypt. We are the ones who felt this oppression. We are the ones who must be redeemed. And we are the center of this story. And this question of whether we are at the center of the story or we should locate ourselves as a part of a larger narrative is an open question in our world today. There are, among uh, environmentalist circles, there's a debate about how do we get people to care about the climate crisis. And some say you have to use big, broad ideas. The fate of humanity depends on what we do. That this is about every single person. We're all tied in. We talk about temperature levels and rising seas and huge abstract ideas. And others say, no, you have to make it personal. How is this going to affect your life, your children's lives? They will not know snow days 
They will not know the same world that we grew up in. That's the way you get people to care. If you look at almost any news item, the same thing is true, I think, about coverage of, of the invasion in Ukraine. And half the articles seem to be about all of the atrocities that are happening to people there on the ground. And they're horrific. And they get us our ire and we think about, oh, what can we do? And the other half of the stories are about how the invasion is affecting us. Global trade. There's starvation in the Middle East because of what's happening. There's supply chain, whatever it is. Because again, there are two ways to look at a tragedy. There are two ways to look at a crisis, at an event. How does this fit into a larger context? And how does this affect us? And both are okay. Both are something that we need to consider. On that line in the Seder, where Gamliel says you should see yourself as if you came out of Egypt, there's a rabbinic debate about what that actually means. The 16th century Italian rabbi Yochanan ben Yosef Trevis writes that this statement is meant for us to appreciate what our ancestors did for us. Had they not gone through all the trouble and hardships of getting out of Egypt, had God not saved them, then we would still be slaves in Egypt today. So this seems to be focusing, he says, on the past. What did our ancestors do for us that, thank God, we did not grow up in Egypt because they got out? What must it have been like for them to go through the trials and tribulations of the desert, of the plagues, to get out? And that's what we are meant to think of when we say what God did for us or see ourselves. It's to think about them and their lives. But along come later rabbis, the 19th century rabbis Yaakov Leberbaum and the Hasidic master known as the Sfas Emet. He, they center the Seder on the Seder goer. In the narrative, and both they say that this line is meant to read as seeing ourselves as if we actually were the ones to leave Egypt, and that we think in our own day about what oppressions and problems, what Egypts we need to be free from, freed from ourselves. So this reading is that the Seder is actually about our experience. And when we think about the slavery, when we think about what it means to be redeemed, we are meant to think of our own experience. What Egypts are we going through? What oppressions do we see? How can we be a part of that redemption? And the rabbis want intentionally this line to be ambiguous. They want the Seder to mean both things. To think about the past and to think about ourselves is what we're meant to do. And when we think about the loved ones that we've lost, the exact same dichotomy exists. We think about the lives of those who've come before us. What was it like to be them? What made them happy? What made them sad? What were their hopes? What were their dreams? Were they in pain? When and why? We take ourselves out of that story and we just think about the loved ones we've lost and who they were, and what they stood for, and how they lived. And at the same time, we think about what they meant to us, those the living sitting here today. What did they teach us? How did they affect us for good and for bad? How did we relate to them? What did we say? What did we leave unsaid? We're meant in this moment to think of ourselves as well. 
And the genius of the rabbis is that there are two seders. There are six yiskers every year. And we think both at the same time. And sometimes we show up and we want to think about what it meant to live their life. I think of my great aunt Fran, who grew up in Chicago, whose family had some loose ties to the mob. We're not sure what. I don't ask. And I think about what it meant to grow up as a young woman in Chicago, then what it meant to live her life, to find love not once, not twice, but three times in her life. She was a wonderful woman. She spoke with joy, bubbling in her voice from the moment I met her to the very last message that she left me, which was to tell me how happy she was that Ozzy came and sang at her village in Florida and how wonderful it was. And I think about who she was, the parts I didn't know. And I ask my, my mother and my cousins, and I want to know more about her. And I also think about the things that she taught me. She was a traveler. She was someone who wasn't afraid to shake up her life a little bit now and then. She found joy, and she was enthusiastic about everything. She taught me so much, and she was there for me at so many moments. And it's okay for me to think about myself right now, just as it's okay for everyone here to think about yourselves and ourselves and what our life has been like after we've lost someone that we've loved, what our life was like because of the person that we've loved and how they've changed us and made us who we are. Just as sure as we think about who they were and what they stood for. And we remember that the Seder adds one final piece, which is it's not just about memory, but also to teach the next generation. And so we recall the lives of the loved ones that we've lost, and we recall what they meant to us so that it can shape our lives, but more importantly, so that it can shape the lives of those yet to come. So that we can teach the stories of their life. We can teach the way that they shaped and affected us. We can teach all of that to the next generation so that the memories of those that we've loved and lost will forever be a blessing because they are forever a part of the Haggadah, forever a part of the story that we tell about who they were and how they shaped the world that we all live in today. Thank you for listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. See you in shul.